We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! To the battles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble! Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we'll begin the show with some genre-related news. The UK Space Agency has decided to create, sorry, has decided to continue funding a project by Rolls-Royce to create a small nuclear-powered reactor that could serve as a long-term energy source for lunar bases. This addition to Rolls-Royce's research extends a previous study funded by the UK Space Agency in 2022. With the increased funds, the company's goal is to have a demonstration model for a modular micro-reactor ready to deliver to the moon by 2029. The continuing research will focus on three critical aspects of the micro-reactor, generating heat transferring that heat and then converting it into usable energy. Rolls-Royce and the UK Space Agency state in a press release that the micro-reactor program will help to, and I quote, develop technology that will provide power needed for humans to live and work on the moon, unquote. On the heels of last week's dismissal of producer Victoria Alonso, news of more firings at Marvel. This time, it was Marvel Entertainment chairman Ike Perlmutter's turn to be shown the door. Perlmutter had been in charge of the consumer products division of Marvel, including comic book publishing, game licensing, and arena shows, and wasn't a part of Marvel Studios. Marvel Entertainment will now be absorbed into other units of Disney operations. Other executives laid off include co-president of Marvel Entertainment, Rob Steffens, and chief counsel, John Turitsen. Marvel Entertainment president, Dan Buckley, will remain in his position and report to Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige. Star Trek Lower Decks and Star Trek Strange New World have been renewed for seasons five and three, respectively, at Paramount+. Plus. The premiere date for Season 2 of Strange New Worlds was named as June 15, 2023. Lower Decks will return for its fourth season in late summer of 2023. The Orange County District Attorney's Office has dropped domestic violence charges against Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland for insufficient evidence. Roiland's career took a major hit after news of the charges became public. Adult Swim announced that they were ending their association with him, and Hulu dropped him from its animated series Solar Opposites, which he also co-created, as well as Koala Man, for which Roiland served as executive producer and voice talent. 
In a statement posted on Twitter, Twitter, sorry, Royland wrote that he'd always known the charges were false and that he plans to work toward restoring his reputation. A Star Trek show set at Starfleet Academy has been ordered to series at Paramount+. Plus. The official logline for the series reads that it, quote, will introduce us to a young group of cadets who come together to pursue a common dream of hope and optimism. Under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors, they will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation itself. It's always a new enemy that threatens the security of the Federation. Production on the show will begin in 2024. The Entertainment Software Association, ESA, and show organizer Reed Pop have announced cancellation of E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, for 2023. The cancellation comes after months of rumors around the state of the event. Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo had announced that they would skip the E3. Ubisoft also recently said it was pulling out to hold its own digital event. An email sent to members read that E3 simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. It is unclear whether E3 will return. When asked about the future of the event, ESA President and CEO Stanley Pierre-Lewis said, We're committed to providing an industry platform for marketing and convening, but we want to make sure we find that right balance that meets the needs of the industry. We're currently going to be listening and ensuring whatever we want to offer meets those needs, and at that time, we will have more news to share. Blah, blah, blah. Not going to, yes. Well, and there are plenty of other events that showcase the gaming industry, but we'll get to that. Some recent birthdays and anniversaries as cultural icon William Shatner celebrated his 92nd on March 22nd, and comics illustrator Jose Luis Garcia Lopez turned 75 on March 26th. Sci-fi classic Planet of the Apes opened in theaters 55 years ago on March 27, 1968, and Detective Comics number 27 featuring first appearance of Batman went on sale 84 years ago on March 30th, 1939. We're saddened to learn of the passing of Joe Giella. The American comic book artist was best known as a DC Comics inker during the Silver Age. He was 94. And American writer and director Leo D. Sullivan passed away on March 25th. Sullivan was a trailblazer in black animation. He designed the opening to Soul Train and worked for Warner Brothers, Filmation, Hanna-Barbera, among many other top animation studios as a producer, director, layout artist, storyboard artist, and writer. He also managed animation studios based in the U.S., China, and the Philippines, oversaw development for animated series and movies, distributed in the U.S., Thailand, Spain, France, Canada, Australia, Germany, and Ireland. Sullivan also taught classical 2D animation and digital animation at the Art Institute of California, Orange County, and lectured at UCLA. And he was co-founder of Vignette Films, which produced animated shorts educating, excuse me, educating high school students on black historical figures. He was 82. Today, we're talking about 
some of these news items, as well as the return of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Joining me are Roberto Ortiz, Camille Richardson, and Brian Lyles. Everybody, Hello. welcome to Glad the show. To be here. Come Benoit. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, well, wouldn't do it any other way, you guys. <laughs> Shoot. So, before we kind of get into some of this stuff, um, there were just a couple of things that I had wanted to mention from the news items. Uh, one of which was this uh, cancellation of. Uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo for 2023. Mm -hmm. And Roberto, I happened to notice that you were talking as I was reading that particular news item. And in fact, your mm -hmm. comment seemed to be that uh, that event is overdone finito. Yep, pretty much. Because <laughs> the industry is moving towards the companies basically controlling their messaging more exclusively. That means that Microsoft would like to do their own events. Mm -hmm. That means that each and every one of the companies, uh, Blizzard, for example, their Blitzcon is famous in the industry. Uh, they prefer to basically keep everything in-house so they can control better the messaging that goes across. And it's kind of like that joke from Office Space. It's like, what do I need you for? <laughs> True. <laughs> I was actually shocked. I mean, that's just been such a staple with gaming. Mm. Uh, but I've only been a recent gamer, so. Mm. Well, when you that. say recent, what do you mean like by that? Three, four years. That's recent. Yeah, I mean, aside from that, it used to be kid games or Lego games because anything else just bothered my nervous system. Uh, <laughs> RPGs are the way, so. Uh, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 when I was researching this particular news item, I, I found out that, I mean, you know, because I'm not a gamer at all. I mean, you know, if it ain't, well, I knew about this stuff back in the old days, the really, really old <laughs> days. You know, I'm talking about Pong and, uh, you know. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. We still had a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, a Sega Genesis. <laughs> we had every single console, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> Back in my day, we had the Atari. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, Jaguar. the Atari. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's really going back. <laughs> and we liked it. No, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, what I found out was that there were a whole bunch of these. I mean, because E3 hadn't even been the biggest event for a long time. Right. You know? There's I a mean, game developers conference that mm -hmm. happened about a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, even uh, NAB basically is probably mm -hmm. getting into that, too. So, again... And a lot of the cons, a lot of the bigger cons have kind of sort of absorbed into that yeah. lately. And so, really, it's like... What do we need you yeah, for? Why do we need <laughs> yeah. you? And, and yeah. also, the problem is that mm -hmm. E3 had earned a reputation for a long time of being kind of jackasses in terms of being <laughs> this true. Basically, oh, we only invite certain people mm -hmm. to a con. Right. And I always have said that if you start putting exclusivity, exclusivity walls against your institution, mm -hmm. eventually people will say, what do I need to do for it? Yeah. So there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that, that's a real thing. Hey, the other thing that I had wanted to mention, because I uh, didn't do a show last week, and uh, this news about Victoria Alonso, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, having been fired. And then right on the heels of I that. I know her. <laughs> you know, Ike Perlmutter? 
Well, you know, I mean, and this is, this is a, I mean, for those of you who don't know, this is a big deal. I mean, this guy, this is the guy who owned the whole kitten caboodle yep. and sold it to Disney. Mm-hmm. And it, he and Avi Arad, in fact, yep. uh, had basically saved Marvel in the 90s, uh, purchased it, uh, you know, kind of, you know, merged everything with Toy Biz, uh, you know, but, and, and of course, in, in recent years since the sale, uh, you know, they, yeah, Marvel Entertainment, which was its own thing, but this is still big. I mean, even though Abi Arad has been out for a while, I mean, Ike Perlmutter, I mean, this was like one of the last hangers on, although I've heard some really interesting stuff about him, too. He's a uh, jerk? From, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, from some friends of mine in the comic industry. I mean, I mean, crazy stuff. Stuff like, you know, this guy took the coffee machines out at Marvel yeah. until uh, yeah, until he somebody said, well, you know, they're not as productive over there if you're not giving them free coffee. <laughs> I mean, crazy <laughs> stuff, you know? I mean, but the, hey, so in some ways, it's kind of funny. I mean, now, uh, Disney apparently was behind... <laughs> Victoria Alonso being yeah. out, you know, and and uh, Kevin Feige just couldn't save her. But you got to believe Feige's like, yeah, show this old mf the but, door. But basically. the thing is, that, I'm well, guessing they, it's a response to Phase Four. Uh yes and no. Mm. Uh, oh wait, with the Victoria Alonso thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. uh, yes, you have a point, but there's certain poetic symmetry with this. If you stop to think, poetic about it. symmetry. Yes. Oh, I love because it, Roberto. <laughs> Victoria Alonso wasn't. Uh, Latina from Argentina, open LGBT woman. Yes, who mm-hmm. been with Marvel from day one. Yes, Nelson. Well, basically Marvel Studios. Yes, from the yes. Mm-hmm. Was a conservative investor who basically got lucky and was basically saw the potential of Marvel Studios and made it something mm. big and well, sold it to Marvel. It, it, but it was all about selling the toys. Yes, but mm-hmm. here's the, the poetic symmetry of this. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you have a person who has solid credentials of being. On the left. Mm. On the other hand, you have a person who has solid credentials of being on the right. Mm -hmm. Mm. And if think about when the firings happen in less than one month, one from the other, and it's it it was brutal. They were not giving a golden parachute. They were basically just fired. Yeah, Game of Thrones style. you all come here and you're basically gonna get fired by and (laughs) damn and it's no precedent in terms of how brutal the the firings were of these two uh alonso to be honest uh i'm not sure if i should tell you this uh uh she's a known as a kingmaker in the visual effects industry yes she's very powerful Yes. And she would could make or destroy careers. Yes, and, and did. And did. Yeah. Well, but, but in her defense, I understand that she was, well, if she liked you, it was all sunshine and roses. And, and she was really into advocacy. She oh, yes, was she into was. mentoring. Yes. Yeah. I mm. mean, anytime you know, people you. from the, uh, yeah, but anytime people from the LGBTQ community came to her yeah. and wanted something, whether it was in her official capacity with Marvel or just her role as a producer generally, she was always very generous with her time. But the problem is basically is that there's a term that was coined related to the stuff she did that I cannot say in the air. It's a person who basically fornicates pixels. <laughs> fornicates pixels. Ho- yes. ho- hold that thought momentarily. <laughs> You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming 
on WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Camille Richardson, Brian Lyles, and Roberto Ortiz. And uh, Roberto has been expounding a little bit on the firing of Victoria Alonso. Yeah, now I tell you, the other thing that I find very interesting about that, and Camille, you just alluded to that in terms of some of the uh, things that have happened with Phase 4 of Marvel, but there's been a lot of criticism. And and she was over the the VFX, you know, and there's been a lot of criticism of this VFX and, uh, you know, the apparent lack of quality. Also, the way that she was treating VFX artists, because there have been a lot of complaints coming out about, you know, people being overworked and underpaid Mm -hmm. and, you know, people getting fired. the worst in all Mm -hmm. of the industry. Mm-hmm. 21st, the, and actually, the, the Marvel folks are being treated. My mm-hmm. friend, you're spot on. And not only that, they were paid, according to some reports, 20% less than the mm-hmm. average. And the deadlines were insane. I mean, you'd be yeah. working 12-hour shifts or more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Just whatever mm-hmm. it was to get it done. But the well, heck with your life, su- the hell with your anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not a bit surprising that the overall quality of the VFX has suffered. And y- you got to wonder if that doesn't have something to do with you know some of the recent poor showings i mean i and i know it's yes, all it relative does. well yeah yes I, it does oh and, god and, yes but, it but does see and i understand okay, that it's all like relative i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will not i like she hulk so i'm not going to basically take a uh, but um, um dr strange there's some I reports that, that made some money i though. love yes, it, it did. it's so sam raimi i loved it <laughs> but there's reports are basically that and the last door movies big significant chunks of the movie that had finished visual effects mm-hmm. oh cut. yeah and they went back oh, and yes. redid yeah. stuff yeah you know well, behind they redid shield changes. remember from the trailers to the show yeah mm-hmm. yeah that i saw notice change from the trailer to the show granted it did look better yeah. but yeah those poor overworked people yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's partly where I was going, you know, because I, I mean, as as the old guy in the room, I, I just have to say, you know, because no, really, you know, it, it, and it's like in my day, what, those are, no, what, it, this is this is we that used old, to do effects on this. How long now? does it take to the uh, this to is, school? This is what day. goes around, yeah, uphill, you know, in the snow. I had no shoes, yeah, you know, but um, yeah, the key is that what goes around comes around, yeah. And there's been all this... Well, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this industry that is the superhero movies. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. the the big-budget Hollywood superhero movie originated in 1978 with a film called Superman the Movie. It was put out by Warner Brothers. And what people seem to forget, because, yes, there was a resurgence of all this starting in 2008 with Iron Man, but mm. from 1978, and all of a sudden, you know, there was this proliferation of these superhero movies. Mm. You know, you had Batman in 1989, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the middle of all that. It was there mostly was a, Batman, uh, Batman, Batman, then Blade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Can't but, forget Dick, Dick Tracy. Can't forget that. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Exactly. And but oh God, the point, great the, Dick Tracy story. But to the point <laughs> that I'm making is that superhero fatigue has set in before. You know, and, and people yeah. had been waiting for this. You know, and they're like, "Oh, one's going to su- no." It's happened before. I mean, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't see Steel with Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal, <laughs> oh my God. well, yeah, superhero fatigue. And some people are out there like, "What?" Shaquille O'Neal was mm-hmm. in a steel movie? Yes, he was. Yes. As John Henry Irons. <laughs> yes. 
It was the damnedest thing you ever said. <laughs> I didn't even see the whole movie. But, you know, you there again, I digress. <laughs> it, well, exactly. But I digress because it, 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 now Marvel is at the top of the heap. You know, it was DC before. They're getting a pass yes. uh, largely in terms of critical appraisals. Well, I mean, short of the like lousy VFX. Mm-hmm. But the key is, um, in fact, a couple of recent movies now because uh, you had um, what's this uh, Ant Man mm-hmm. uh, and the yeah. Wasp? Quadrophenia yeah. started out had a great first weekend, and then it fizzled. Mm-hmm. And ditto with uh, Shazam: Fury mm-hmm. of the Gods yeah. had a great first weekend. I didn't even realize that came out. There was no advertising <laughs> that, for that whatsoever. That was Discovery but Warner for you. Yes, but no, actually, Shazam: Fury of the Gods was really, really good, uh-huh. and visually, it was very appealing. Um, and, and of the course, visual effects are very good. Yeah, and yeah. the st- main thing was the story, and the story kind of is it, a nice continuation from the first uh, one. But that's just my it, opinion. It, but it didn't have the heart of the first movie. I say, kind of. Well, again, that's another debate for another story. <laughs> yeah, today. But I think I kind of agree to the fact of well, there is fatigue, but I think it's more work related fatigue, and it and it was, yes. as we're all saying, it shows in the film products. And actually, to add to that, if you see recent movies, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which I just saw, mm-hmm. and it had amazing visual effects, and basically was produced also more or less at the same time mm-hmm. that all these other movies were done. Uh, Avatar, mm-hmm. fantastic visual effects. Uh, Chasam, mm-hmm. whatever you think of the movie, yeah. fantastic. Well, yeah. Avatar is in a class on its own. Oh my know? god! I mean, yeah. that, that, that's, but I think know, we I, can't I, even I, end. But I understand where Roberto is going. The thing is, is like they took their time with these pictures. Yes. With well, the Marvel, spent a lot, yeah, of, lot of time. Money yeah, a lot of money too. and a lot of time. But mm-hmm. with the when you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you have Kevin Feige going out every Comic Con say, "Oh, here's our latest list of what we're going to be putting out in the next year." We got to put it out like it's like almost like a yeah. quick comic and it, book, and it's not just the movies. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You've got these uh, the Disney series, Plus the series, series and yeah. everything. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, and you can't miss any of them. It's just like nope. comic crossovers. So if you miss mm-hmm. the event, you're you're your SOL. Mm-hmm. Not really. Oh, oh. And there is some wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Camille. You were at uh, what was it? Uh, Megacon. Oh, don't get yeah. me started on Galaxy. <laughs> oh, Galaxy Con. Oh my god. No, but I saw. But I saw the pictures. In my entire life. I saw the pictures. That was actually yeah, a very I mean, good cosplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you did with like Charlie Cox. <laughs> yeah. It's like she got a picture with Charlie. She's yeah. dressed as cool. Matt my, my Murdock. Mere ten seconds like, after waiting five hours for an autograph and them change. They they were not ready for this kind of situation. They didn't mm. know what the hell they were doing. Wow. They kept changing. You know whether you could take cards or cash and all the eighteen. DMs were empty, lines everywhere, it was understaffed, wow. you were overcapacitated, they oversold, like, I've never but been to a worse con in my... you got that picture. You got I mean, that I picture. treasure those I mean, 10 yeah. seconds forever. <laughs> well, and, Don't get and, me wrong, and, that man and, held my hand and he held my billy clubs. I was so. going to say, treasured. And the look in on his face was yes. one of appreciation. Yes, Well, he got excited when <laughs> when I handed him the billy clubs, <laughs> especially. You know, like, I saw him light up a little bit when he first mm. saw me walk in, just in the mm. outfit. Because like, yeah. I only saw probably... Three or four other Murdochs and two two Daredevils. Mm. One Daredevil was actually phenomenal as a chick, mm. and she did a great job. Wow. Uh, but of the Matt Murdochs, I've got to give myself the pat on the back on that one because mm. I killed it. But that was yeah. really <laughs> good custom. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I was able to express very very quickly uh, what he means in terms of his performance and what he brought out of this character that means so much to the disabled community. And mm. I at least got that bit out, even though they took the picture while I was speaking. And I'm like, you something. 
but you couldn't tell. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. No, your your mouth was closed in the picture that I saw. (laughs) 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 We didn't notice. I wanted the typical smirk, but whatever. It all worked out. It all worked out. It genuinely felt like he understood what I was saying, and like it actually hit him in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like from that moment on, the con was good. But for the miserable six hours of being there before, Mm -hmm. some of the worst I've. Mm, Ever and, and you know I've worked cons I've mm-hmm. I've you know I've gone to multiple cons I mean over thirty cons in the last seventeen years but Galaxy mm. Rich Galaxy Con Richmond do better mm. do wow. better. Mm. Well, there you have it. I got more than I bargained for <laughs> with that question. <laughs> well, I got a question. Did you do your homework? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, and look, I, I, sh- I should tell you, it wasn't that I didn't want to watch it. Sure, you know? it's just the. Uh, I mean, you know, the, it's just the uh, amount you know, of I, fandom stuff that we have to get through. Well, you know, in addition to, I mean, there's like real life, you know, which <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's like God, oh, jeez, you so. got yeah, you got to do this stuff, <laughs> and you know, hey, and and. and Sometimes all I can say, and we all know, I mean, sometimes the stuff you have to do, it gets in the way of you Life, indulging basically. the fandom part yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and you know it, it's i'm reminded sometimes you know that life is hard <laughs> it's Dude, hard you got and it can be game, exhausting you know? outside to pee so i get it like mm-hmm. my dog's a pain in the butt right now it's you like, know i just want to chill hey <laughs> you know but uh, but yeah so it's not that i didn't want to to do it and then i had a choice to make also I because he's got to explain himself yeah, well <laughs> it, it's true you know i mean you know you got your bona fides in terms of fandom. well you're up to date and, now yes yes i am yes. and and in fact was real excited about it once yeah. I started. Well, once I got past. Well, okay, well, but I'll come back to that because I was saying had a choice to make. Okay, because there was Star Trek, Picard, and there was the Mandalorian. Yeah, mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yeah, and I'm like, yes. and it was like Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm watching Star Trek. I mean, it was just I had to watch Star Trek, and you know, and and loved that too. But then, like I said, I started watching the Mandalorian, and I and I frankly I was disappointed again. We'll come back to that, but, but I was disappointed with the first episode. We and all then were. You were. We yeah, all were. Yeah. But when you said Felt that, like I was like, oh, because I had seen the first episode, yeah. and I was all set to be like, wow, is this what it's going to be like? And you were nope. like, yeah, that first episode was trash. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Except for the Purgles. That was it. That was the, the one thing I got oh, excited yeah, about. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah, that they, when they were in hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah okay. Yeah, Just right, well, to see okay. that live action was... Uh, yeah, you know. You but, know what? Mando, since season two, we've been... This is Rebel season five. Let's just call it. Pretty much. That's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. I'm here for every moment. It mm. seems that it Especially is. this last episode. Lost my goddamn that, mind. Well, and, and that was the other thing that I was going to tell you. because. Wednesday, well, I guess it was, yeah, it was Wednesday, you know, but it's like at 3 a.m., I'm sitting there, and I'm like, it's time for the Mandalorian. Did you really? Wait, did you really yes, wait, I did. You wake up at yes, 3 a.m.? No, I stayed up. You oh, know, wow. I, I had to, you know. He don't work. I, had, <laughs> I work unconventionally, wow. that's what it was. And oh what, I had, what I've had to get up in the morning to do lately is take my daughter to work. That's right. You know, I mean, so, and, and, and she, was, she was sick. So it's oh like, oh, you ain't going to work, so I know that I can stay up till 3 a.m. I'm really and crying. And I can watch this thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and let me tell you, I mean, this, this was, I thought this was, well, okay, all right. Let's go. You know, it seems that we are there. It so, seems uh, that we are there. Just popped out of high Yes, I know. You know, and, By the and way, uh, I hadn't intended to go there like that, but you know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. 
You know how basically they can keep the quality of the effects uh, in the Mandalorian? Uh, so good. Because most of that stuff is done in-house. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's They're very good at basically keeping people like Victoria Alonso away. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, well, you've got oh. Favreau and Filoni involved, so that's your two... <laughs> Man, mean grandmasters, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Disney has their own issues, uh, you know, with that stuff. And, I mean, I think that there there seems to be a firewall between the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff. You yes, know? because but it's it, different companies all together. It's like yeah, saying... Yeah. The, but the Star Wars still gets a ton of hate, and especially for Kenobi and, and Book of Boba Fett, which, I mean, hey, I understand about 70% of Book of Boba Fett hate, but... <laughs> But Kenobi, I can't, I can't hate on. Well, there has to be a certain amount of sexism involved with that because the person, I mean, I oh, understand with Rita? The, because of uh, um, Kennedy uh, running. The oh, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no and, question. Mm. And basically, if you read ninety percent of the stuff that people post in YouTube in terms of Star Wars, it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> well, what, well, we what are what the absolute they, worst fan base, so there's that. I was going to say, what is it they say? It's like you no know, one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars people. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> and what is it? Star Wars people like they hate like. Nine of the, what's the I mean, eight of their seven you know, of their nine you, movies. You know how they say <laughs> they that hate, Star you know? Trek fans are the worst. They haven't met Star Wars fans. Mm. I've never, I've heard, never heard, I've that never heard it said that never. Star. Yeah, the worst yeah. fandom of all time. Is Star yeah, Wars. Nah, I gotta believe Holy that. Holy yeah, cow! Hey, it's like, but look, that musical cue means it's time for us to take a short break because Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station. And among other things, that means that we are non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, sponsors, and listeners to be able to continue to bring you the quality programming you've come to expect from WERA. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, at ArlingtonMedia.org. Find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of community radio, community media, today. You'll feel better about it, trust me. But look, we are going to talk about The Mandalorian, uh, season, uh, what is it, season three? Season, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. Uh, there will be spoilers. If you have not seen The Mandalorian, uh, then you'd better watch a whole bunch of it really quick, is all I can say. So, uh, Roberto and Brian and Camille and I... We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Brian Lyles, Roberto Ortiz, and Camille Richardson. And when we took the break, we had started talking about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, season three. <laughs> and uh, I just got to say, there will be spoilers if you oh, yeah. are not up to date on the Mandalorian then uh, you will want to be aware of the fact that we are going to be talking about it, every aspect of it, because let me tell you something, this thing has been fire 
it's so been good. fire yeah so you know i mean and um you know what was it uh camille you were saying that it's it's basically season six of well, rebels uh, yeah, uh, season, five. Five. season five of rebels yeah right. essentially since season two i mean that's all we're doing is continuing that storyline <laughs> all the mando stuff like you know there's been there's actually been a lot of bad feedback with this season and i swear it's just the casual watchers hmm. it's like we know all the we know this all comes from the animated. We know this comes from Clone yeah. Wars. We know this comes from Rebels. So we're continuing that universe, and there's just a lot of people who've got sand in their panties, and they're upset about that. Because well, they, they, you know, they want to be upset because this is the best <laughs> stuff that's out there. Easily. I mean, and and I got to this is the movies, all that stuff. Yeah, and and, and I got to thank you for having turned me on to the animated series, you know, because I, you know, I mean, there were people who talked about it, but I started watching Clone Wars, uh, you know, at at your uh, well, because you exhorted me to do so, and and I and I'm gonna bother the hell out of you to get on Bad Batch. So you know <laughs> that, that is your next assignment. Well, I watched Clone Wars. I enjoyed it. I watched Rebels, and I enjoyed it. You saw uh, so Andor? I have no reason. Andor was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was talking about I was talking about the animated series oh, though. And and here's the thing. And this was you know because I when I recently finished Rebels. And uh, Camille and I were talking about it, and she was asking me, you know, how I felt after I saw. Now, for those, we're not going to spoil Rebels. I'll just tell you that. Uh, so don't worry about that. Last if you haven't season's seen hard. It. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 Well, really and, hard. And, yeah. and and all and yeah and and when she asked me about it, what I said, I don't know if you remember, what I said was, yeah, there's no happy ending for the Jedi. Nope. There's never any happy ending for the Jedi. So and and I was I was the real hurt about that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that, that apparently is what that means. If you are a Jedi, it means you know pain and suffering and loss and all of that. And I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. yo. I mean, you know, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Order sixty six, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of worse. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I just realized something. It's the same thing as in Star Trek. There's no happy endings if you happen to be an artificial life form. If you happen to be Data, the robot, ah, uh, the Doctor, yeah, horrible yeah, things happen yeah, to no, you. No, no, but no. yeah, but but you, but there's plenty of happy endings in Star Trek. I mean, you can't you even know. exist after Order sixty six. You're completely in hiding, basically, for the rest of your yeah. life. So there's that. Or you're dumb enough to try to restart the stupid Jedi but, Order, but, which but, makes you just idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need yourself. to restart the i mean because yep, the jedi order should die the empire with an attachment well, but, yeah, yeah that was what stupid. you need is like the gray jedi i mean there should be like a new sort of jedi order you know gray combining the light well, and the I dark it's the I mean, jedi I think that's way which is uh, i always yeah. have that argument of like the jedi order is organized religion whereas the jedi way is like the teachings of jesus christ so mm, you can yeah. look at you know ahsoka mm. you can look at uh um um qui-gon yeah. and mm -hmm. and, and and even Quinlan Voss is more of like that gray Jedi kind of type. And mm. I think they're going to follow mm. through with that because look how they're basically sh making the argument in The Mandalorian that this is, the Republic is doomed. It's going to happen again. Well, and, and uh, I appreciate that, but that's speculative. But one thing oh, no, that I it, thought was... They're doomed. Well, they're doomed. Look, look, well <laughs> I mean, well, well, look, look, I mean, we, we, we all <laughs> we saw... We got that two-faced chick, so that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, doomed. well, we... And, isn't she an interesting character? She's very interesting. I mean, I, I found she her very She was a communications officer for a guy who basically was part of the equivalent of the KGV for the Empire. For the love of God, yeah. a communications well, officer. One of the things... Of course, she is not a good person. One of the things <laughs> that I noted, though, and this, this really bothered me, I have to say, 
is um you know there's this uh, in fact it's it's in that episode where they reintroduce her yeah and uh, you know she's what, working with the scientist guy <laughs> yeah mm. well you know i mean he 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 let it happen but uh, you know it, but yeah and and she didn't talk him into anything that he wasn't already interested in you know i mean and and shame on the new republic for even letting him lecture on that why are you gonna let the man lecture on this thing and you're not gonna let him pursue his research that didn't make any sense when he you know submitted the request for i'd like to lecture on this they should have been like mm, 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 nope this is on the uh, banned substances list but wait, wait but where i'm going with all of this is he's talking to people after the lecture and they're these wealthy coruscant people and they're basically oh, yeah. like yeah it, it, nothing's Bunch any different for them there. Yeah. nothing any it's yeah. like mm. the republic the empire the new republic it their lives are not any different at all and i'm like well, yeah, oh this is really of course not. they're wanna, not in depths and hey, underworlds mm, they you, don't know what that life is like you, you want to hear something horrible in real life somebody did a study where they analyzed all the top 100 richest people in germany in the present checked by last name and they compared it with the top richest people in germany at the beginning of the 20th century mm. they have all the names correlated mm. It's really disturbing. That makes sense. Generational People hold on wealth. power. I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. Wealth. It's yeah. very disturbing, basically, mm. how... Look at Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Now, the one thing that I'll say about the Germans, it isn't as if all of them escaped unscathed. No, no, you but know, the fascinating I mean, the thing Rus is... I mean, the, when the yeah, Russians got to... Well, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well yes, yes, but they had to leave Germany, yes, and I'm sure yes, some yes. came back. But the key is... Yeah, well, yes, that's true. But the key is... When the Russians hit Berlin, because you, you know the Russians were pretty pissed. Yes, <laughs> I mean were. there was like Stalingrad and yeah. you know all this stuff, and the Russians really—it's again—it's not as if the Germans were unscathed. Is all I could say. But the thing is that what they're showing with the New Republic is that the equivalent of East of Germany after the Russians came in, and basically they're trying to the whole mess with Germany after the war, and basically how you integrate these people back into the society and. If you don't know about Operation Paperclip, Google it. And it sounds familiar. It's mm. basically the auditing of NASA. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Because a lot of basically the research that put the U.S. in te the ahead technologically. Yeah, came it came from, from those German yeah. scientists. That's yes. right. And yeah. really I mean, we weren't going to get to the moon <laughs> if you <laughs> don't <laughs> use. And, and, and we, like, we were lucky. We got the best German scientists. You know, I mean, the Russians got some other ones. I mean, you know, the English guy. I mean, we were divvying these folks up. You but know, the things that Star Wars is doing now, they're basically saying, uh, guess what? They're, we're going to teach you history in a very clever way that Yes, the good guys, the, good, the person who was supposed to win, thank God, won. But what happened after bad is not exactly not messy. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that they're showing the fact they're setting basically the seeds of why the Second Republic failed. failed. Yeah. And Absolutely. they're doing a good job because it's like, yeah, I, I can see why. And even you, like just the visuals. I mean, just being on Coruscant like yeah. that, like that was gorgeous. It came straight out of the animated, just the way they filmed it. Um, I just thought that was very, very cool to see. But yeah, she's she's yeah. going to be a major heel, it seems like. Um, but I'm I'm more interested in I've never trusted the children of the watch ever. <laughs> I've never trusted the armorer and all of that. You really is, think that's going to go south? 
Dude, she's got horns on her helmet. How is she not <laughs> one of those bandos? Like, hey, I've been saying this since Dare, we first Daredevil's saw her. Daredevil's got horns on his costume. Wait, wait, too. are you implying okay, that the Mandalorians are helping the, uh, the no, Empire? Remember the, Siege of Mandalore? After, yeah. So after Darth Maul uh, uh, yeah. takes out Pre Vizsla and he becomes the ruler of Mandalore, uh, you know, Death Watch basically kind of separates because, like, Bo-Katan's like, I don't want to be a part of this. You're a bad dude. I'm out. And <laughs> and then that you kind of have them spread out a bit, but then you have Maul's Mandos, and then one of them that the, there's been a huge theory mm. of is Rook Cast. And so we've been one. I've been wondering since you know as soon as we saw the armorer, and especially with how um, much secrecy there is with her, but the fact that she has the horns on her head just makes me think. And also because what oh, we're called twist. the Children of the Watch <laughs> yeah. is this in any way related with Death Watch? Even though I'm sure mm. there's a number of foundlings, but. It just makes me not fully trust it. And I'm really interested to see now with the turn of allowing Bo to basically play both worlds, how that's going to go. But mm. then again, she's also seen the Mythosaur. So. And isn't that interesting? That was so cool. This is part, because I'll tell you what, what <laughs> you've so suggested cool. would be a really out loud cool like, ah! plot twist. <laughs> but um, it, part of the reason that I'm really fascinated by what you suggest is so the armorer is so knowledgeable about uh mandalore yeah but you know had been promoting this myth that the planet was uninhabitable and and you know I, her reaction when bo-katan said that she had seen that mythical beast wasn't what i would have expected and actually there's a rumor mm -hmm. that she they might be sisters you heard about that rumor. Wait, so then that would be what? Corky's mom? Shut up. We all know it's the teens. No, but they, <laughs> there's a rumor specifically that Bo-Katan had two sisters. Sabine, who basically yep. was the older sister who died, who was the, the love of his life for yep. Ben Kenobi. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and there's another sister that nobody talks about. And isn't that, that would be Corky's mom. Yeah. So there's a rumor that this is royalty in Mandalore. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, they were basically the ones who, and Sabine basically wanted to have a, democ a democratic um, monarchy. And she wanted basically to have the Mandalorians leave. She the wanted way. to be Switzerland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She wanted like, to basically mm -hmm. leave. Nothing the to way. do with separatists, nothing to do with the Which is funny because I think that's the direction the show is headed that Mandalore and Navarro and, and planets like that are going to become neutral because and they're going to be assisting eventually the resistance because they want to they basically want to keep their distance from mm -hmm. the the first order mm -hmm. because what's implied specifically is that it's kind of like a hard get acceptance or the mandalorians accept the empire back and after what they did to mandalore i mean good god so i I think the end game is going to be the Navarro and systems like that are going to basically say, you know what, New Republic? See ya. <laughs> I, I, uh, we're going to do our own thing. Hey, Jedi, if you want to be great, come in. We're basically going to let you have your temple. And I think that's they're setting the seeds for that with Navarro of becoming a base for people who don't quite fit the New Republic mm -hmm. or the Empire mm -hmm. or the, sorry, the First Order. Well, it, it certainly makes for some interesting commentary on bureaucracies. Yeah. And, wait, but holy, holy, yeah. you only hold that thought because you're listening to Fantastic <laughs> Forum on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia, and streaming 
via WERA.FM, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Brian Lyles, Camille Richardson, and Roberto Ortiz. And the point that I was making was that the, what what they are showing in the Mandalorian is how jacked up this bu- this bureaucracy is, and, and you're surprised how messed up. <laughs> well, no, I'm not surprised. You, but you live I'm, in Washington I'm, I'm DC. Surprised you're surprised about that. <laughs> that they are illustrating it uh, the way that they are because. What you see, for example, when Navarro is threatened and, you know, hey, we've just seen Carl Weathers, you know, talking about, nah, we ain't going to the New Republic for help. And then it's like, oh, crap, the pirates are here. We got to go to the New Republic. And Dude, R5 is an OG. <laughs> it's like, screw y'all, I'm letting them know. <laughs> but, but the key is they call for help and then it's like. You know, here's, you know, Tim Meadows, you know, up in there. And it's like, yeah, well, uh, where is this place again? You know, well, you know, and hey, they ought to sign the accords. You know, if they want our help, you know, we're not just running in there. and We've got a lot of other stuff to do. And it's like, wow. I mean, and, well, and, and this he- is after the, the, the cool guy, you know, in the X-Wing goes and makes the personal appeal. And I'm person. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And it's interesting to see his inner conflict with all of this and how much yeah. this rubs him the wrong way. And mm-hmm. then, of course, yeah, one of the best ways to ever do a cameo <laughs> ever. And I lost my mind. And my poor neighbors I screamed <laughs> at the top of my lungs, <laughs> and I absolutely lost it. But you're bringing oh, in straight up Garazeb, yeah, oh like, and it's the voice actor, and he looks yes. amazing. Mm, yeah. Yes. And and it's interesting too is like so now we see him as a as a, as a starfighter essentially, and it's interesting because the last time we saw him, he was with Callus, from what I understand. Yeah. And you know, obviously Sabine and Ahsoka go off. Uh, we know Ezra. We know Kanan, we know Chopper and Hera, mm-hmm. and they're going to be a part of the Rebellion. Um, but the fact of how well they did that cameo, and it wasn't yeah. like just this, this this fan fodder, like forced anything. It was so well placed, so well done. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, he would be involved. Yeah, no question. 100%, but I'm, I want to see his now inner conflict with this, and then his relationship with and I think I think what basically they set up the seeds of, Leia eventually giving a speech in the Senate and saying, you know what, table turn, screw this, <laughs> I'm going to basically form the resistance because mm. you guys are all fools. This is going to basically collapse and I'm stunned you don't see it. Yeah. Uh, it and actually he's making a strong argument of why Leia, basically, General Leia, basically mm. went her mm. own way and basically decided to form the resistance. Mm. And I think you're seeing also from the point of view of the pilots, especially the ones who fought the Empire for so long, the older pilots, the middle-aged ones, saying, you know what, I'm going with Leia, and mm-hmm. I'm going to train mm-hmm. the next generation of fires because these damn fools are going to basically get us all killed. Mm-hmm. And they're right. One thing that's interesting, too, is that it looks like we're straight up, we're straight up set, uh, setting up a frame for Mandos when yes. it comes to that um, Imperial uh, ship with, with Moth Gideon getting out. That, you know, finding the uh, Beskar because yeah. here's the, the thing, since yeah. the Purge, how many folks have had Beskar? Yeah. So yeah. you can't just assume it's a Mando, but I feel like that's how they're setting it up. And this could get interesting, and uh, you know, how many Mando wars are there going to be? But it'll be interesting to see what how that all plays out, especially if Bo's at the front of it. Well, I, and given your theory about the armor, you know, I mean, I because this is her. somebody who's in... She's badass, but I don't trust her. Well, I was, and I was going to say, but this is somebody who certainly is in a position to have, 
given somebody a piece of Beskar that they could <laughs> plant. You know, I mean, and and then and and what about Moff Gideon? You know, it's like it. it, it well, also, how this much whole did the Empire of, have? Remember when he first drops off the asset and the yes. amount of Beskar in the canister that he gets? Mm, like the imp, mm. and it's all marked Imperial. Mm, yes. So. Mm. <laughs> but the question is, so you guys are both convinced that one of the major characters is going to do a heel turn, uh, taking some uh, turn from wrestling. So is it going to be Bo-Katan or is it going to be the armor? Camille well, basically thinks it's the armor. Look, I didn't well, say, I, look, this I, ain't I an episode of 24. Her. It's not like you got the mole <laughs> and, and we're just trying to figure out who it is. Because if know? we want to go into the logistics of it in terms of how the Darksaber and that victory works, honestly, the, the, the to current day, the true ruler of Mandalore is actually Darth Sidious. So beating Maul. But then Maul ends up getting the saber back once he breaks out. And then he has it on Dathomir, and then Sabine goes in, steals the saber, and literally hands it to Bo. So Bo doesn't even win it in the way that is supposed to be won, you know, according to the rules of the Darksaber. So I don't know if the armorer knows that. I don't know if that's going to come up. I mean, yes, she can wield it way better than Din, because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but he also didn't have Kanan to <laughs> train him either. I, I, so there's that. I think they're gonna. That's why they're bringing the character of Sabine eventually. It's gonna happen. I'm pretty sure this so season good. because mm -hmm. he's gonna need to be trained on how to use the dark saber. And the only person who has experience with lightsabers and the dark saber is. But but he's like Aragorn. I don't think he wants to be king. And like I don't be. think he wants that title. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, uh, I think what's gonna happen is basically they're setting up the future of Star Wars in terms that uh, the Mandalorians are going to become their own thing. They're going to be completely independent. I think that, yes, the Great Jedi is going to happen and it's going to be Ahsoka setting up their own her own version of the Order. Um, well, it can't happen now. I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and we've, got these, we've got these uh, sequel movies now. I don't think she did down with it, though. The, the sequels don't necessarily contradict anything I just said, if you stop to think about it. The New Republic... We know it fails. Well, uh, but if if you have gray Jedi, why don't they show up at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker what? to help How oppose? We don't. Instead, we just get more Skywalker. That, that's a J.J. Abrams thing. Yes, yeah, that's a J.J. Abrams thing. Because uh, he, because let, let's, I'm gonna sit here and be honest with you. I haven't said anything because the main thing is I've said this once and I'm gonna say it a thousand times. I cannot stand the Mandalorian. I do not like it. Oh, okay. you can all see. Oh, so, okay. Fight and, and then, and then violence happens. <laughs> Out of curiosity, were you a, were you an animated fan? I I've seen Rebels. I understand. I understand what you've been talking about, especially the whole essence of when you said this is season five of Rebels, and it's like I remember how Rebels ended. My main thing with Mandalorian and the way I based off of I've seen I've seen the first season. I trickled in the second. And then I saw 2.5 with Bubble Fett. And I was like, if this is how Mandalorian's going to be for, let's say, again, for Star Wars fans who like the, the Skywalker saga, no, I'm not feeling this. Okay. And I feel like this is like, okay, I like the other, the animated stuff. I feel it's like it's interesting. It was, it's good to see the side, you know, new characters doing what was going on while Skywalkers were battling each other. But to be fully honest with you, I ain't feeling it. And the way I feel is like anything for down the line, if those who like Mandalorian Season 1, I can understand why they're having problems with Season 2 and 3 because of the fact it's like, okay, I thought it was, we are dealing with Groku and this Mandalorian. Why are we dealing with issues with the Mandalorians? Why is this guy coming in here? Why are we getting people that, again, 
you know, fandom, you know, of certain people from different shows coming in and all that stuff. I understand all that, you know, but for but for some people uh, who are not geeking out, they're kind of upset with the fact it's like, where is the story going? Well, yeah, and we have I, a, we have an answer for you. It's complicated. It's, yes, it's complicated. It's like, and it's, like Clone it's, Wars is your foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because yeah. that's where the most of the Mando stuff is is Clone Wars. Right. So. But the thing is, but, but I really believe the fact is like okay. I and I said this to Yuli first that when the Mando first <laughs> came in is like when is at what starting point are we in, in Mandal Mandalorian? Are we in the middle after? Uh, is it after or before Jedi or whatever? And it, it, get, yeah, it got confused. Yeah, now it gets. So five it's years supposed to be for a five, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. And then I don't know what it is for the second one, but then we have two years after that. So mm. it's at least seven to, to nine-ish years since Return of the Jedi. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and actually, I want to predict you one thing. Uh, Filoni knows how to end shows. Uh, the end of Clone Wars was amazing. Mm -hmm. The end of Rebels was amazing. Right. End of both Bad Batch. Yeah. And amazing. the thing is, I'm convinced specifically that as the season goes along, mm -hmm. basically, you're going to basically see a more clear picture. My take on it is that eventually they're going to do a time jump. They, they have, have to. And I think it's basically, it's the story of the Mandalorian. I'm convinced that the Mandalorian, the title specifically, is going to become Grogu eventually in terms of because you've seen the eventually. journey eventually him become and this is why i'm thinking um, it's going to be a time jump eventually in the future of how he becomes basically a full-blown no kidding mandalorian mm -hmm. but i also think we're going to really focus on the outer rim versus yeah. a lot of what's happening on yes in terms of like this the sequels and i think that i think thrawn is, is the best yeah mm -hmm. route we could have ever gone and i mean that's setting up for ahsoka i mean all mm -hmm. of this is setting up for that, ahsoka. see that see mm -hmm. i'm i'm i rather looked at her story the last let's say the last star wars story i was involved in was obi-wan because i just wanted to see how how he dealt with it, you know what he was doing with not well yeah <laughs> and, and it knows it's well, not well trauma. yeah that's trauma so and then it was like association right so i was happy with that and seeing how that ended and connects you know going into you know episode four perfect this, uh-uh. Well, it would seem to me that uh, something like Obi-Wan or Ahsoka is a better platform to tell a lot of the story that they're telling. It, it's a matter of convenience, it seems. It's like, oh, we've got this Star Wars show. And so, yeah, let's... It, it, and yes, it's focusing on... Well, haha, we're saying it's focusing mm -hmm. on The Mandalorian. And yet you get episodes with, like, the communications mm -hmm. officer, and user, which has got absolutely nothing to do with The Mandalorian. I mean, we gotta remember, this is Star Wars. Right. Yes. We're, yes, we're involving everybody. Mm -hmm. All different types. Outer Rim, Inner Rim, you know, mm -hmm. you know, high-end people, Jedi, non-Jedi, Mandos, right. Troopers, you name it. It's... And it's the effect on the entire galaxy. Mm. But it, but again, if you the main complaint, like we've been hearing about the MCU people, is it's it's fatigue. We have to see everything to understand what's going on. And I think we're sadly, I believe a lot of people will be saying this. We have to see everything to understand just the Mandalorian, especially you're not in wrong. season. You're not wrong. You're That's not really wrong. what it is. Yeah. And I mean, and, and and you have a point with even though Book of Boba Fett was a very mixed bag, and really there was just two <laughs> good good episodes. Um, it's almost like they watch it, it and realize, oh my god, this sucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I think the first episode of Mando was trash because it was almost like, okay, let's kind of catch up everybody who didn't watch 
that. Mm-hmm. And and let's kind of get him up to speed and, and show where we're at with Grogu now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I, me personally, I think this is the best time to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I, am, I am eating it up. I am adoring it. Uh, I, I've liked all the spinoffs except for the majority of Book of Boba Fett, but no one can take away that moment of Cad Bane. That was just... <laughs> The biggest serotonin rush of my life. <laughs> so. mm. hey, yeah, this this show certainly seems like it's delivering for fans, and yeah. you know, even you know, with your criticism, Brian, which mm. I absolutely understand. Um, you know, I mean, I, I I don't think there's any denying the overall quality of the show. I mean, is it complicated? Yeah. yeah. Are they straying into areas that absolutely get out of kind of the show's mandate? Absolutely. I mean, you how know, many but, years? Mm. We're talking like almost thirty years of this history that's feeding into the show yeah yeah and that's a lot that's a lot it's a lot you know and if you want to find out more about this you need to come back for another episode because (laughs) i'm afraid we're out of time for this show i'd like to thank my panelists and you too for having tuned in of course fantastic forum it's also a television show you can check that out if you go to the website at fantasticforum.tv or check your local listings if you happen to live in montgomery county the show is still on on mcm montgomery community media and the show airs uh, here in first run each and every Saturday from 4 to 5. show re-airs on Sundays from 4 to 5, also here on WERA. We're also available as a podcast. Find it on all the platforms where you download and take your favorite podcast with you. So I encourage you to come back again next week, same bat time, same bat station. In the meantime... Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's really nice out there today, and uh, you know, just don't uh, don't let that cabin fever make you crazy or not too crazy. Anyway, see you again next time.